0: The following audio is from Fellowship Baptist Church in Nederland, Texas. Our mission? To make and mature disciples through the gospel of Jesus Christ. For more information about fellowship, visit fellowshiptx.org.
1: All right, everybody. Well, welcome back to uh, our latest version of our podcast. This is your interim pastor, Julian Martinez, and uh, we're going to be kind of going over uh, Sunday's sermon, which was on Acts chapter nine. Daniel is not here with me. He usually uh, is. He's usually the one that does this podcast uh, the two of us, but he's on a much well-deserved vacation this week. And so I have a special guest with me today. It is Brandon Shaw. He's a member of our church. Some of you might know him as B. Shaw from the radio. Uh, B. Shaw, how you doing? Doing good. Thanks for uh, having me here. I'm glad to uh, be part of this today. Yeah, absolutely. Uh,
0: what did you think about Sunday's sermon? It was pretty good, wasn't it? It was. Um, um, definitely hit home in a lot of uh, different places when uh, Daniel was preaching on Sunday.
1: Yeah, so usually Daniel and I will kind of chop up the sermon and one of us preached it, which he preached this Sunday, but he's not here and i kind of chose you on purpose first off because you're going to help me technically get this thing off the ground <laughs> <laughs> not a problem <laughs> daniel's usually the one that does it but another reason is because you're a brand new believer uh you haven't been a believer that long i guess it was this year 2020 that you got saved and baptized it was uh in november november 2019 that we were okay. saved
0: and then a few weeks after that we were baptized okay
1: good and so i kind of chose you on purpose for that reason uh you know a lot of times when we when we discuss things of the Bible, we have these uh, we have all these like preconceived notions and things that we've heard and things that we you know decide for ourselves what we think about that text or this text. And you probably don't have a lot of that, right? Because you're brand new and uh, and you've read it, but don't quite understand it all. Is that right? I mean, uh, that's accurate. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, I'm am I'm, uh, you know um, every week uh, learning and uh, and taking it in. Sure. And so I wanted to get your perspective on a couple of things, being a new believer and kind of still having, um, and I don't mean this uh, to be negative, but kind of still having an old understanding of the world as well, right? That that this is just what you knew to be life for so many years and now everything's brand new. And so you still have some of that in you and it, I'm sure you're processing it all. And so I kind of wanted to get your perspective on a couple of things and that's why. glad to give it. Okay, good. All right, so we'll just dive right in. So uh, Daniel preached on Acts chapter 9, which was the conversion of Saul. Saul was this guy, as we read in Acts chapter 8, who was kind of this terrorist. He was uh, terrorizing Christians, and he was throwing people in jail. It says men, women, children. You know, he himself admits later in the Bible that uh, people died at his hand. And so he was pretty much this terrorist. And so one of the questions I want to ask you, being a new believer, what what is your thought process when you hear something or read something like that in the Bible? That here's this guy, and we'll relate it to today, right? Uh, like Daniel had given this story of this guy who was a jihadist, who was part of the organization Al-Qaeda. You know, they were they were responsible for 9-11. They've been responsible for all these wars and just uh, horrible, horrible things. And this guy gets saved and and is used for Jesus and so we see that kind of in the story of Paul or Saul. Now, what is your initial thought process whenever you hear of God looking at someone like that, who is probably the most despicable person on earth, and saying, "I want you"? It's 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 hard
0: to comprehend at first. Sure, you know because you you kind of understand um, God reaching across enemy lines, as yeah. as it was said, and and and. Choosing someone, but to go that deep
1: mm. into the
0: enemy lines—the uh, worst of the worst—someone yeah. that has um, been responsible for so much negativity and, and evil uh, yeah. in their in their uh, in their past—to um, to reach out and touch someone like that, and to understand and, and realize that uh, everyone, even someone like that, yeah. is um, is savable. Sure. So it's 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 hard to understand at first. Yeah why you would choose someone that is that deep and uh into the evil that that far gone that far gone way. you yeah. know, uh, and it reminds me i guess that that everyone mm-hmm. uh, can be saved yeah it doesn't matter who you are and i think that's one of the lessons there for me is is it doesn't matter who you are what your past is what you've done uh where you're going that uh anyone can be saved and, and anyone is worthy.
1: Yeah, it's a little hard to comprehend sometimes from the standpoint of, I'm a pretty good person. So, you know, there's this whole idea out there right now. You might have heard of it, maybe not. But there's this kind of false gospel going out right now. Like, you're a good person, right? Like, you're so good, and God wants to save you, and God wants to, you know, because you have something of value inside of you already, which totally contradicts Scripture, right? Paul later will write, like, Nobody's good, nobody seeks after God. Like, there's just not one good thing in any person at all because of this thing called sin that is attached to every single human being from birth. And so, when you have the mindset of, yeah, w- like maybe weighing good and bad, right? Mm-hmm. All my good things maybe outweigh my bad things, and that makes it understandable for me, right? That I've done all this good stuff not as much bad stuff and so the scales tip in my direction and that brings me favor towards God. It, would you say that that's kind of a process you've had going in your mind in your life before?
0: Oh sure, um, I, I would say definitely. You know, I've always felt like, um, you know, I was, I've was i always been a good person. Um, you know, I, I'm i very kind and I go out of my way to be kind to, uh, to everyone, uh, even strangers. Um, of course i have a trust issue but <laughs> but uh, in this day and age it's hard to yeah, oh, yeah. you know you for instance you, you want to uh uh stop and and help someone on the side on the side of the road or or, sure. or give to someone a you don't know if it's a setup b you don't know if they really <laughs> need to help or not but yeah but no i, I you know i i've always thought that I, i'm a good person yeah and uh haven't done anything really bad in my life so i thought sure. that i was okay
1: yeah you know, I'm living the right life. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. Yeah, and and yeah, so I agree with you. Like that can be tough to comprehend, right? Where you would say and I'm not saying you said this, but where you would say, I can see God saving someone like me, <laughs> right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Sure. Uh, you know, I wasn't that bad off. And so I was, you know, accessible in other words. But someone like Paul or Saul, this guy in our story, or someone like this jihadist, or, you know, we have, uh, even I sometimes, when I, I came from a pretty terrible background as a person myself, sometimes even I have that s- stigma of looking at someone thinking like yeah right you know they're never gonna come or you know they're just unreachable or anything like that and and i think even today with everything happening in society right now you know Mm -hmm. just all the craziness and and there's some value to the fact that we have these lines that we draw right whether you're white or black it don't matter we have these lines we draw, just like you said. You know, you see somebody who's begging for money. It don't matter the color of their skin. We have this idea about them, right? Uh, and and just in the back of our minds, that we're like, you know, where's this guy going? Where is he coming from? You know, maybe we're a little afraid of them. I think I talked about that a little bit in my last sermon. But uh, I used to struggle with that a lot. But this this conversion story of Saul shows us that that God will reach beyond anything we can ever even imagine to save someone, right? To save someone and choose them uh, to to be used by him. Do you remember the son of Sam? Yes. Uh, and I don't know if you know this or not, but uh, he's a Christian now. He, uh, he committed like six murders in New York and was terrorizing people. New York was on lockdown before the quarantine, right, in the 70s, because they didn't know when he was going to strike next. And I've seen... A video of his arrest, and he's like this loony person saying this dog told him and spoke to him in the night, saying he was Satan and to kill kill these people. And the dog wouldn't shut up, and so he went and killed the people. It's crazy. And so his testimony goes. Later, he's in prison, and somebody tries to kill him, and he has this near death experience, and and through that he surrenders to Jesus Christ. Somebody had been witnessing to him, and so in New York at that time, he couldn't get the death penalty. So he's serving like six life sentences. So he comes up for parole every year. And he has given the testimony that he has written to all the family members of the people he murdered and has said, uh, listen, I'm up for parole. Please ask them to keep me in here because God has a work for me now. And the, like, he call, he's being called Brother David. You know, like people, he brings people to the Lord and uses his testimony. And so he's like, he knows his purpose is to be in jail, uh, even though he put himself there. But he knows God is using him for that purpose and doesn't desire to get out. How crazy is that? That is. <laughs> that is. I mean, you know, he's found his purpose. That that God has chosen him yeah. and pl- gone behind him in enemy lines, and that's somebody who terrorized the American people, you know. And so to look at it that way is for me to think like, man, nobody's out of reach, right?
0: Well, we have these, uh, I guess, preconceived notions of who is savable and who are the unsavable. Mm. Yeah. In our own minds. Yeah, that's right. But they're not correct. That's exactly right.
1: Yeah. yeah, and I think aside from Christ, right, before you come to Christ and know who he is, that's kind of how we think. Like, oh, okay, these murderers, these people out here, rapists, right? All these people, like, yeah, they deserve to go to hell. If hell's real, they should be there. But I don't. And, and we separate. And then those lines get smaller and smaller and smaller once they affect us more and more and more, right? Right. Once we have a sin that we really don't want to admit should send us to hell— then we start being reasonable, and like or oh, we think reasonable, like oh, okay, well, this isn't that bad, you know. This doesn't hurt anybody, like Daniel was saying. And so, you know, if it's not going to hurt anybody and nobody needs to know about it, it's really not a sin, and it's not that bad. Right, the small sins,
0: the the not so bad sins, and then yeah. the, the the bigger sins uh, in people's <laughs> minds the the hurting, the the killing, and the, the yeah. things that affect other people. But if you're just little lie here, a mm-hmm. little stealing here. Yeah. doesn't hurt anybody right but it's all the same
1: and god does not yeah god sees it all the same yeah and so he he one of his points was uh conversion brings understanding to the sinner. um now we talked about this a little bit before but uh before we came on but my testimony of when i was a young kid like i was i was a bad person I would steal people's stuff. I, I think I said it on one Sunday morning, like I'd steal your bike if it was <laughs> sitting outside your yard. You know, you did. I remember and you uh, said, don't
0: leave your bike out in the front yard. Cause I'll steal <laughs> it. I,
1: you know, that was, that was the old me. And, uh, I've, I've sold drugs. I've used drugs. I've had a drug habit. You know, I've, I've done things, illegal things that I could probably never talk about ever again to anybody because of how embarrassed I am about it. And And so when he said, you know, conversion brings understanding to the sinner, there was a part of me as I was doing all these things, committing all these crimes, being this horrible person, uh, somebody who I would detest right now. uh, I knew I was wrong. You know, I knew like I was this bad person and I knew like there were going to be some consequences to pay. And so when when Jesus like chose me and plucked me out and found me, I had this understanding of, yeah, I needed this because I was horrible, you know I needed this, but we were talking before about your conversion story kind of is that you you really you really didn't know right that that you were spiritually dead in other words, and can you talk about that a little bit
0: right yeah, i you know again, we you know lived a um a happy life and um you know had no really complaints and and we you know my wife and I both feel like we're we're, we're good people uh we would help anyone out, so I, mean, I, I had no no idea or thought that I was in trouble hmm. uh, and um and going to heaven or anything like that I, I you know so it's it's a matter of you don't know what you don't know sure and um you know we had a a moment um when I think God reached across the line and and touched my heart and 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 chose me and and that was one day I came home from work and my wife Stephanie, she said, "Hey, you'll never guess what Branson asked me." And I said, "What was that?" He walked up to her and said, "Hey, Mom, I want to learn about Jesus." Wow! <laughs> and he was seven at the time.
1: Yeah.
0: Where did that come from? Mm. But it it spoke volumes to me. Um, you know, we had been we had been asked uh, to come to church and come check out fellowship and uh, by our good friends and. When I heard that, mm-hmm. I, I just, I knew that was, that was Jesus talking to me and yeah. saying, Hey, it's time. Wow. You know? And so I picked up my phone and I text and I said, Hey, what time did you say church was this Sunday that you've been inviting me to for two, <laughs> two and a half years. Yeah. And we came to church that very next Sunday yeah. and we've been every single week since, yeah. you know, and we were saved last November. Uh, we were baptized last November in 2019 yeah. and, uh, and it was an unbelievable thing uh, to look back on it now. I know now how spiritually dead I was. Sure. But I sure didn't know it before then.
1: Yeah. You thought you were good.
0: I thought I had it made. Yeah. I'm a good person. That's what I'm supposed to do. Right. I've checked all the boxes, mm. as as you would say, and, uh, and I'm okay.
1: Do you feel like, and this is just random, but do you feel like uh, because of that thought process in your head, like, I'm a good person, we're doing good, did it seem to you like church is the next step? Like, now, if I start attending a church and being that kind of, quote-unquote, you know, good person, like, that's that's the pinnacle of me topping off how good I am? Or did that ever cross your mind like that? Um, about coming to church? Yeah, because I can see, like, some people thinking, like, yeah, I'm good, but I'm going to start going to church, and that'll make me, you know, that much better. Oh. Because I'm a church attender.
0: No, I'm... I- I didn't I didn't think of it as as you know an advantage hmm. for coming to church, you know. Um I just once we once we came um I, it just it filled my heart and uh and I think my wife's as well and we fell in love with the church itself and the people and the message. Yeah. And um you know, we looked at each other and said, "Why didn't we do this before?" Sure. You know, and we we've had our foot on the gas, so to speak, ever since. You yeah. know? and 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 we are always looking for ways to be more involved. Yeah. you know, and 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 help out any way we can. You know, I, I want to um, go out and and be a disciple. Sure. Um, I just I'm still in that learning phase, though. Absolutely. I, I, I yeah. want to know more. You know, right. because I I want to know what I speak of. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> and that's a process, yes. obviously.
1: And uh, you guys are. I, absolutely on the fast track to that process and you know it's not a fast or slow it's just you know your discipleship process will take a while and sanctification and uh stuff like that but i think that's really interesting because uh like i said before my conversion i knew i was bad i knew i was doing all these bad things and you not so much like you thought you were good and that's kind of what we see in paul right that or saul whenever that conversion happens he is a terrible person He's kicking doors down and killing people and watching people get killed. But in his mind, he thinks he's okay, right? In his mind, he actually thinks this is like a righteous kill. Like he, he's so dead set on the fact that this is who God is and these Christian people are are, are tainting my version of God or, or, or who he thought God had made himself to be for the whole Old Testament. and 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 God had to do that same thing had to reach across those enemy lines and he, he pretty much slapped him across the forehead with a two by four you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> the light shines and you know he he gets it at that moment and i think that's neat how you know in your own story you got it right when branson said that you know i want to know more about jesus it clicked for you it was like the two by four to your head to say what am i doing like why haven't i taught him about jesus yet or what do i know about jesus and so uh i think that's cool that 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 God can use any way or anybody anyhow to to get His purpose done, right? Right. Uh, he can take somebody like you, who you think you're fine, uh, and yet just open your eyes a little bit to the fact that you're not. And then He can take somebody that, uh, like I was, a terrible person who knew I was a terrible person, and say, "Hey, let me let me make you a better person yeah. for me, not for my own self worth or your self worth, but because." jesus wants to be us to be chosen to be used for him right right and so that was uh daniel's last point was conversion brings purpose to the chosen now tell me a little bit about did you think you had a purpose before christianity or did you see it how did you see your purpose before christianity
0: um after my son was born um in 2012 um, I'd come to the realization in my own mind that my purpose uh, over a short amount of time was for him was to raise him hmm. um, because I grew up without a dad so a uh, single parent and I, I don't have all those fond childhood memories mm-hmm. dad wasn't around to take me hunting and fishing and you sure. know I don't have that I don't have the happy life story mm-hmm. so I, I just decided in my mind that my, my reason was to raise him in a a good family life. Um, that way when he's 30, 40 years old, he's talking about this great childhood that he had and and the mom and dad loved each other. And, and, you know, Mm uh, those are all the stories that, that I can't sit here and and say, you know, so I, I, you know, again, I I just felt like my, my purpose was to make sure Mm. that, that I do a good job uh raising him as a father because really i didn't have uh, a father that did that good of a job raising me sure so i don't know if i'm try. i was thinking uh, i needed to make up for that or but i certainly learned from his mistakes and tried to apply it now to uh, being a good dad but looking back on it now though not coming to church and 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 not having this part of my life if i'm going to raise my son right Don't I need to have him (laughs) in church? Sure. Doesn't he need to understand? And doesn't he need to grow up uh, with this? Yeah. So uh, you know, I didn't realize that I it was a huge disservice to him, Mm. and and it took him walking up out of the blue and saying, "I want to learn about Jesus." Right. Again, I'll never know where he where he got that from,
1: Mm.
0: where it came from, why he said it. Yeah. Um, But. I think I know why he said it. Sure. You know, it, yeah. was, it was a message that was sent to me. That's awesome. To to get up off, uh,
1: uh, you know what, and, yeah. and uh, get this going. That's really neat because I've never heard that part of your story that, you know, it was Branson that, you know, I want to know about Jesus. Because knowing Branson, I try to talk to him all the time. He won't say three words to me. <laughs>
0: I mean, no. it
1: doesn't look like he talks at all. No. And so uh, that the Lord would use him, you know, to, to give you a message is really neat and uh, and I and I think as Christians, right, it takes a while even for us to know what our purpose is. Like we have a, a universal purpose, right? We talk about it here all the time, right? Love God, love others, make disciples. Mm-hmm. Like that is our purpose. That's what we've been put on this earth to do. But God also gives us these individualistic purposes, right? That maybe my purpose for him saving me was to be a pastor and to shepherd people. And I know that now like I said, there's universal purpose. We all have the same mission is to make disciples and we try to do that as best as we can. But then God gives us this, this other purpose, this uh, secondary purpose, if you will, while we're here on earth, that he wants to use us for something. When you read the story of Saul and we're going to be continuing through the book of Acts, but he writes 13 books in the new Testament. And I think there's 21 books, you know, he's, he's the majority. What God does through him Uh, He kind of sets Christianity up for this understanding of who God is and how God wants us to work. You know, because before the writings of Paul, you have Jesus who we know he's our example for life and we're to lead after him. But then Jesus doesn't go into a whole lot of explanation as to why do this or how do that. And yet he reveals all that to Paul as Paul writes through scripture to people and God used him in such a mighty way. That his purpose was not only to make disciples, but his purpose was to like write this spirit inspired scripture to then help us understand in 2020 who God wants us to be. Right. Yeah, right. And sometimes I look at that and uh, like Daniel was saying, uh, he mentioned me in the sermon how uh, one time I was at my old church a long time ago and I was leading worship. And uh, this was before I was a paid staff. I was just kind of a volunteer. And I was leading worship, and the uh, in walked this guy, and uh, and I recognized him right away from my childhood, from you know my teen years, and uh, we were kind of you know rough around the edges together, kind of people, and and he didn't notice me at first, but then after the service, he's like, what in the world? Like he looked at me like Julian, and I'm like, yeah, what's going on, man? And he's like. What, how he's he's just like stunned, right? And he's not saved. He don't know nothing about this stuff. But it was kind of baffling to him that I was up there singing to Jesus, this totally different person than from what uh, than from what I was before. And God will take us. And the Bible says, like like a, like a um, like a potter molding the clay and turn us from this lump of clay, which is nothing, right? We have no purpose. We have no meaning. We're just this lump of clay sitting over there with nothing. And he'll kind of mold us into what he wants us to be. That's what the Bible says. He'll mold us into this thing and and make, and make use for us with his purpose. Yeah. And that's what's really neat is that it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter whether it was like you where, you know, you really didn't do, you know, some of these bad sins, as we call them, you know, or, or realize that you are a sinner at all. And then there's me who was like so totally far gone that I knew I was that bad or like Paul, who thinks he's righteous and 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 doesn't know that what he's doing is actually against God, which, you know, there's a lot in that category, too. You know what I mean? You think of all these false religions out there, they think they're doing what they're doing for their God. And the Bible says, you know, there is no one but God. So there's only one true God. And there's only one way to that true God, the Bible says, which is Jesus. And so you have the majority of religions out there saying, I'm doing what's right, right? Because they're following this false God. And that's our job to then take the word to them and to explain to them that this is the true God. And this is the true purpose for, um, for what he wants us to do. So uh, I, I think it's it's just an amazing story that Saul, Acts chapter 9, you know, the way God used him later, just like the way God used David Berkowitz, the son of Sam, just like God used that uh, Al-Qaeda member, uh, jihadist guy, and just like God is using you and I to go out and to make disciples because you're going to be able to reach people that I can't, right? And I'm going to be able to reach people that you can't. Sure. And so, uh, and so, the the idea that God is sovereign, that He's in control, and He's all knowing, He knows all these things and puts all these puzzle pieces together. It's just amazing to me. It's a really cool thing.
0: Yeah, uh, I agree. It's uh, you know, I I've spent 30, 35 years on the radio, mm-hmm. you know, every day giving out messages. But uh, mm. and, and and now, uh, the most important message. Yeah, uh, I now know what that is. That's you know? cool. So it's 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 interesting for me to see this happen.
1: Yeah. You know. Yeah. And and I love watching your growth and the growth of many others that, you know, we have so many new believers who have been reached here recently uh in the past 2 years or so and just the way that God is moving in them and using them for his purpose and I think it's going to really uh, explode fellowship right not in a way that we just want to have these huge numbers and be a mega church. and we talk about it all the time here like that's not the point point. and i think the idea that you get it that they get it that i get it that you know we're going to be used for god's purpose and to do whatever he wants us to do no matter who we are right no matter what our neighbors are like they can all be reached for the gospel yeah whether they're the worst in our minds or they're not that far off in our minds
0: i think forever um you know I in the back of my mind I wanted to uh, find a church, go to church and 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 start with that, but not knowing where to go, mm. finding a home somewhere you felt where you were comfortable or where you belonged or whether you fit where you fit in sure um, that that was a little hurdle for for a while
1: yeah
0: a, until my friends you know started inviting saying, "Hey, come with us yeah." So, and my point of bringing that up is, I, you know, making disciples, um, I, I would say, you know, inv- invite that neighbor or someone, uh, that friend. To come with you to church because yeah. they might be in that situation where they they kind of want to they but they mm-hmm. just don't know where to turn they don't know sure. where to take that first step you know walking into a church you've never been in before <laughs> that can be a nervous thing yeah sure so you know but if someone's at the front door and says hey I'll meet you at the front door come on in <laughs> yeah. sit with me right you know I, I've seen that I've seen that work and I've seen that happen
1: that's cool there's actually a statistic out there that says ninety percent of people who are invited. To church by someone is more willing to go than just go by themselves. Yeah. (laughs) And so it makes perfect sense, right? Sure. If you got friends there, who are, are even validating, like, it's not a scary place, trust me, right? <laughs> you're not going to be handed a snake or some cyanide to drink or anything crazy like that. Well, there are some crazy things out there. Oh, so yeah, there are. But not here. But. No, no, but, you, you know, yeah, you might not know what you're walking into. That's exactly right. Exactly. All right, well, thank you for joining me, and uh, it was a pleasure, like I said, getting kind of that different perspective this week uh, while Daniel's on vacation, and I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me in. I appreciate it. All right, guys, we'll see y'all next time. God bless.
0: Thank you so much for listening today. And we always welcome you to join us at Fellowship Baptist Church in Nederland, Texas, where we gather,
1: grow, give and go.